When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the hottest Times of London stories. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yep, more on that shortly. And also today we've got a shocking charity scandal and Adele's onstage anger, but for a good reason. Yeah, it's fair enough. It's Toby Gillis and Eleanor Sherwood with you today. So Monday was my birthday and I took the day off to go to the tennis at Wimbledon. Toby, I keep telling you this isn't a podcast about you. (laughs) No, but um, hear me out. We queued and it was rainy and despite my slightly pink nose, (laughs) not that hot. So imagine my surprise when I read in the Times today that Monday the 3rd of July 2023 was the hottest day ever. It was, but in some massive misunderstanding, you're judging your personal spot in West London and not the evidence of the entire globe. (laughs) This new record is the hottest ever average temperature for a 24-hour period across the Earth, and for the first time, it's topped 17 Celsius. Yes, 17.01 to be precise. If you're a Fahrenheit person, that's 62.62 exactly. Global warming? Exactly, almost exclusively. And man-made greenhouse gases not being reduced at all, really. And a thing called El Nino, more on which later. It's simple why this is happening. Southern Hemisphere winters aren't cooling as much as they used to and heat waves across the north, as the Times Australia writer Bernard Lagan told us. Temperatures in China have been pushing 35 degrees centigrade, while northern African nations have been suffering under 50 degrees. The southern US uh, has seen temperatures exceed uh, 43, and even Antarctica in its winter is registering very unusual July temperature records with 8.7 recorded only last week. And uh, in the Russian Far East, there are wildfires following on from the ones we've recently seen in, in Canada. A pretty bleak picture then, and people are literally dying because of this. Yes, but the one positive is this record is not solely down to climate change, but also an El Nino event, which at least means the combination of the two is kind of rare, even if that combination will lead to more heating of the globe in some horrible, vicious cycle. And if you're wondering what El Nino events are... Yes, please. (laughs) We were too. Here's Bernard again with what it is and why it's contributing to the heat. El Nino is one extreme of a Pacific Ocean climate driver During El Nino, the temperature of of a specific area of the central and eastern Pacific rises. This aids in the creation of clouds and rainfall over the ocean, 
And in Australia's case, it's going to mean we are deprived of clouds and moisture and very possibly the conditions that led to the great fires of three summers ago. As if this news wasn't bad enough, Bernard's piece also quotes scientists who effectively say we may now need to look at scientific solutions rather than preventative measures for climate change. It's terrifying. Picture this. It's 2020, the middle of a global pandemic. We're all stuck in our homes and one of the only times we really leave is to clap for the NHS on our doorsteps. But for one 99-year-old veteran, that is not enough. Captain Tom decides to walk 100 laps of his garden to raise money for the struggling health service. Have a listen. Completely out of this world. Thank you so much for all you people who subscribe to the National Health Service because for every penny that we get, they deserve every one of it. He ends up raising the spirits of a nation and over £30 million. He and his daughter become household names. He receives a knighthood and appears on every TV and radio network in the UK and even has a number one single. Remarkable. Back in 2023 now and two years after he sadly dies, it's been revealed that very daughter's been using his name and the charity set up in his honour for, let's say, personal gain. Yeah, uh, for, for influence. Mm. This saga's been going on over a year, actually. Last year, the Captain Tom Foundation had to stop taking donations because an audit showed that more than £50,000 went straight to his daughter and only 16% of what had been raised at the time had actually gone to charitable causes. And since then, the charities tried to appoint his daughter as CEO on a six-figure salary. That was pretty swiftly blocked. Then £100 gin bottles it was selling were taken off sale because they broke the law by not saying how much of that was actually going to charity. And now... Now, Hannah Ingram-Moore, said daughter, has been told to take down a spa and pool complex built in her garden because she used the charity's name to get planning permission for them. Yeah, worth saying the charity's trustees say they knew nothing about it and at the time we recorded this, his family hadn't commented on this specific charge. But Ms Ingram-Moore has always denied any personal gain from her father's name or charity. positions of authority in men's sport it's not that common really is it more so in the states where there are high profile examples in the nfl nba and mlb of women coaching officiating or commentating and while the latter two have happened to an extent in the uk's national sport football we've literally never had a female head coach of a pro football team until today yes hooray indeed it is a temporary position but forest green rovers from league two that's the same league as Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds Wrexham has brought in their academy coach Hannah Dingley to organise the team while they hunt for a permanent manager. Well let's hear from her shall we. This is the 39 year old talking to us when she broke ground even by becoming coach of the men's academy team at the club. You know it's the best person for the job and in fairness to the club they've been really keen of highlighting that that um, you know, I wasn't appointed as a, a gimmick or for any other reason but my qualifications experience and what I could bring to the academy so um, you know, that's been a really good thing from the club. Um, but it's good to be out there and 
again, being a role model for other coaches and to show that there are other pathways for female coaches, that it doesn't always have to be in the female game. There are other opportunities for them. Forest Green are known to do things differently. All the food at the ground and training ground is fully vegan and they're also the world's first carbon-neutral football club. That's quite something. And today is as much of a breakthrough as either of those things. The question now, though, is will Hannah do well enough to get the role permanently? That really would be a watershed moment. of brie cheese might be a funny thing to hand to a baffled pop star while they're on stage. (laughs) Maybe, dare I say it, a wiggly sex toy landing next to your favourite artist (laughs) as they perform is your idea of a good time. Toby's not even joking. (laughs) Those things happened to Pink and Lil Nas X in the last few weeks and they took them with pretty good humour. Yeah, but then you get the more sinister side of it. Pink was also handed the ashes of one fan's mother and then there was BB Rexa who was taken to hospital when someone launched their phone at her. Yeah, it seems like people are throwing stranger and stranger things just to get social media clicks. And Adele isn't happy about it, to say the least. Here's what she had to say on stage in Vegas. Have you noticed how people are, like, forgetting show etiquette at the moment? People are throwing on stage. Have you seen that? I dare you. Dare you throw something at me and I'm going Stop throwing things at the artist. Don't know about make you feel my love. More like make you feel my wrath. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, especially when nobody had actually thrown anything at her. Yeah, but it is a serious point because where does people chasing clicks end if injured pop stars hasn't done it already? I mean, hello? (laughs) I'm all for Adele turning tables on this topic. Oh, well, you say hello. I think it's time that we said goodbye on today's World in 10. (laughs) Before we go, though, I popped into the Times office to ask Deputy Foreign Editor Susie Jagger what other stories they're working on. This was her favourite. Reinhold Messner, the famous mountaineer, is imploring explorers to not put Christian crosses on the top of mountains as a sign that they've conquered it. He says that no mountain has a right to be occupied by a particular religion, um, and he says there's a mania to do so. He was the uh, first climber to summit Everest with no oxygen. Unfortunately, he's also um, the first climber, I think, to say that he'd seen a yeti. And if you want to see that or read about any of the stories that we've talked about today, you can do so on the Times website. 